Bryson's Galactic Audio Council. <coughs> we are Coruscant Calling. So what we do here at Coruscant Calling is we do a podcast once a week. We try to get it out on a Friday. So that's sort of like our sort of time frame. Because what the plan for us to do is we take notes throughout the week of any rumours based on Star Wars news within the community with the reviews on new books, action figures, rumours, general stars chit chat and reviews on the new shows and as and when they sort of get released. So that's that. <coughs> and uh, yeah, we'll probably do it. We'll try and see how this goes and we'll take it from there. So with all that being said, let's get right into it. So Tuesday, 2nd of March, was a Coruscant calling found out on Tuesday, 2nd of March, that there was a rumour floating around, including some big characters in the Star Wars universe. Now, I think you guys know what I'm on about. I think you guys might know. So, one of those characters was Cara Dune. If you're unsure on who the character is, sort of watch Mandalorian Season 1, and you'll understand, like, just what a character's about, and, like, a, a bit of bad background, so on. So, um, in which... So she's basically getting replaced with a character called Harrison Doola. So if you're sort of, she's known from the animated TV show Rebels. Well, that's where I know her from. Um, and I believe she is also, she's not physically in it. Her ship's in Rise of Skywalker, but that's it. And also if you've read the, uh, I believe it is the Alphabet Squadron set of books. That is another place where you'll also find she may get mentioned here and there. Uh, but yeah, so basically Cara Dune's getting replaced with Harrison Doola in one of the new Star Wars shows called Rangers of the New Republic. So with that being said, take this on with a pinch of salt as rumours don't always come to fruition. But either way, I'm excited to see what will happen with this show as the producers of the famous duo, in my opinion... Uh, Dave Filoni and John Favreau. So what they've done with the Mandalorian to me is amazing. I love it. I can't fault them. I said it from the get go. I was a bit fifty fifty on the Mandalorian because it was something completely new for us all, uh, all the Star Wars fans. So I was just like, okay, I'm going to see how season one is. See what that's like. If it's okay, we'll go from there and we'll take it. And it's been phenomenal. I love it. I love Mandalorian. The characters that they've brought in in both seasons one and two, the new characters, a few new planets which I love. So you know, there's uh, I, I can't fault it. I can't fault them. They're they're a good pair. They're definitely a good pair of producers. Um, Director-wise, with it throughout the Mandalorian, they did a good job of picking just some of the to me some of the best directors for Star Wars. I think the the Mandalorian did such a good job with the directors. All of them are just amazing. I can't fault them. So for those of you that are not for the basic, are not that are unfamiliar with the character Harrison Doola, she's a female Twi'lek. Uh, she is the captain and the pilot of the freight ship, the Ghost. If you didn't know, and she's the owner of the astromech droid known as Chopper, or his I think it's his sort of series number, which is the C one. 10p and he is my favorite droid everybody says oh like mine's bb8 because he's so cute and 
and it's Dio because he's so cute and some people just because of the way that they uh, like the prequels and stuff like that and the continuity of R2 and 3PO that's theirs for me it's Chopper he's got a certain something to what for me that's just amazing I love him he is absolutely amazing can't fault the guy he's such a good droid if I could I would definitely invest in owning a life-size chopper just so I can you know just so I can say that I've got one and it'd make me so happy I don't think I'd need anything else in my life other than a life-size chopper it's, it's so funny funny for a droid that is um, so yeah Hera is also mentioning Rogue One on the comm system so if you've not seen Rogue One I suggest you go and watch it it is a very very good obvious, obviously you probably may have already but I know some people are only just getting to watch um, they're only just physically starting for the very first time watching Clone Wars so you know uh, Harry is also mentioned in Rogue One on the comm system it says General Syndulla please report to the briefing group twice uh, and then even though she doesn't she wasn't there physically she was on Yavin 4 obviously advised they wouldn't have like mentioned her on the comm system so sort of makes sense really uh, you also notice Chopper going by in the film he is on the left hand side of when the lieutenant's running out I think the camera pans in on the lieutenant and then slowly pans out and you slowly see him going by on the left he's got like a little uh, a little dish on his uh, what do you call it on the top of his dome uh, so yeah there's that if you didn't know he was in it she also Hera also obtained the rank of general and Hera's, uh, Hera's ship is the oh, I've already mentioned that Hera's ship the ghost was in the Battle of Scarif if you didn't know it was I think it was near the it was near the start you see it like as the ships are all slowly coming in to help her Rogue One and it is also in Rise of Skywalker if you didn't know as well so again, from what I've heard, the rumour is that it will cross over with the other shows such as Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett and Ahsoka series, which gives them a, a fair bit of wiggle space because of the characters that they have that they can use to then entwine with each other throughout all three different shows, all four of the different shows even, sorry. So it is, it, it's an exciting time to sort of see what they can do with the four shows. Book of Boba Fett I believe is December this year. I think the next one after Book of Boba Fett, I believe, is Andor. The Cassian one, I think. I'm not sure off the top of my head. Um, then... Is it Kenobi? But before any of them, actually, thinking about it, is Bad Batch, the animated TV show. Which, I will go on about this. I will go on about it. At near the uh, near the end, I'll sort of speak a bit about the Bad Batch. So yeah, um, we also got the I think it's called Victory's Price, the last book of the Alphabet Squadron. From what I believe, again, the reason why I mention it is because of the character that I've just mentioned. Hera is also in Doolit. Uh, Hera is also in it. From what I've read on the blurb on the back. So she's mentioned whether she's actually physically in it is another thing completely. So, but it'd be a good thing to read because, like I say, I've I've got the I've got all three of them, 
I just haven't read them yet because I'm still going through High Republic. Once I finish High Republic, I'm then going to try and quickly get through the rest of them because I'm trying to do it all in chronological order so everything all sort of like clicks into place and makes a little bit more sense as you watch the movies, programs, animated shows and graphic novels and so on. So yeah, but I can't wait to start reading it. It's an exciting book from what I've heard. So then as well, this is a big announcement actually. Well, I think it is anyway. Um, Indria Varma, sorry if I butchered your name, it's quite hard to pronounce. I think I think I did it okay anyway. Indra Varma got announced to be in the Kenobi show, but a character is still under wraps for now. So, if you don't know who she is, I think she played one in Game of Thrones. I'm not 100% certain on that, but I know that she was in Game of Thrones. So, again, it's an exciting actress to sort of see come through from Game of Thrones. I think this is our third one because we've had Emilia Clark, Pedro Pascal, and now we've got. Indra Varma, so quite exciting. I'm uh, really looking forward to sort of seeing her play whatever character that she gets to play. So then we go to Wednesday now. So on Wednesday, 3rd of March, we found out about a rumour that Master Kenobi, the one and only, will be making an appearance in the Cassian Andor TV show. Now, I'm really excited about this because one, Kenobi, come on, who doesn't like Obi-Wan? If you're a Jedi fan, He's got to be in your top five. He's got to be. I mean, for me, he's like top three, top four. So, but I'm I'm excited to see what see what he's going to be doing. I really am, really, really am excited for this show. Uh, Ewan McGregor won't just have one episode appearance. Oh no, guys, he won't. He's going to have a recurring role. So, basically, from what I've gathered. A recurring so it'll be like a fair few episodes so this could be a multiple of things multiple of things but we'll get we'll get a little bit more into that later on so my opinion on this is that it's such a great way to fill on all these little gaps that we have within the uh, Star Wars timeline I mean when you truly think about it right we've got Kenobi who in all fairness he has got a fair few gaps in between sort of like Revenge of the Sith and his TV show, so we've got that to fill in. We've got that. To, we've got that juicy bit to fill in. So you know, it's 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 exciting. I'm excited for it because, you know, there's loads of things that they could end up doing. I mean, when you truly think about it, it's it's Obi Wan. It's there's just no 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 else is there really. So yeah, he's had a fair few gaps since his last live action appearance. So it would help to understand that certain Rogue One scene with Bail Organa and Mon Mothma. So if you're not sure what scene I'm on about, it's the one where Mon Mothma says, um, I think she says, are you still in contact with the Jedi? Bail says something, I can't remember what he says off the top of my head. Then Mon Mothma says, you need someone that you trust. And then Bail says, I trust her with my life. Which obviously is leading to the uh, Leia scene, putting the getting the Death Star, uh, what do you call it? The Death Star plans. Uh, so we've also that scene is, you know, it'll help us sort of understand that a little bit better and everything else and the relationship between both Bail, Mon Mothma, Obi Wan, and who knows, he may even get to know An- uh, Cassian. 
he may meet Cassian, which would be exciting. Be exciting to see, I think, personally. Um, so, who knows what could have happened? Maybe a mission that involves all three of them, both all Kenobi, Bail Organa, and Mothma, Mon Mothma. Or it could even just be a reconnaissance mission for the rebellion. It's all just a very exciting thing. It's just all very exciting to see what hap what pans out. I mean, I hope it does come fruition and it's all true and everything else. Which, if it is, very very excited on what they can do. They've got so much that they could do with. So, as well as well, it could have something to do with Bail wanting to know how Luke is getting on, as he was there at the birth of both Luke and Leia, which is very true. He's got. He's got a true connection to him. He was there at the birth, so you know, like big old uh, what's it called, granddaddy? No, not granddaddy. That's a bit of a bit of a uh, silly name, um, grandfather sort of thing. So then, or it could even just be that Obi Wan is wanting to know a little bit of info on the Empire, so we can stay hidden to help Luke. Because you know, you don't become a hermit and then you know go out and get information. I think he'd. I think what Kenobi will have done is he'll have be, gone into hiding for so long, and then he'll thought he'll think, "Oh, I need to contact someone." So he'll contact Bale, or Bale will contact him, and you know, and they get to find out little bits of information, swap information, so to speak, or you know, or help each other out. It's it's exciting because I think these two shows will connect very well together. I think they will connect so well and it will help us understand Rogue One a little more as well. I'm, I'm really excited for both of them. Both the Kenobi show and both the Cassian Andor TV show. Very exciting. Uh, I mean there could be loads of other different avenues as well that they could go down uh, to use. They've got these characters but like, but like I said on Tuesday's rumour take this with a pinch of salt as it's a rumour. So this might not come to fruition. So just bear that in mind, guys, okay? This may not come true. This may not come true. As much as we all probably want it to, and as much as we want to see Kenobi in, in the Andor show and everything like that, it may not come true. It's a rumour. So take it with a pinch of salt and keep an open mind. All right, guys? So we jump into yesterday's. So... To me, this is the best one for me. So on Thursday, the 4th of March, there was a rumour circulating that Indra Varma could be portraying a Clone Wars character and making it their first live action appearance. So these, I mean, I love Clone Wars and I like the fact that they're bringing them into live action. It gets me so excited. Not in like any sort of I don't know how to put it but like I just get so excited when we get to see him live action because it's like people don't I know a few people that class Clone Wars and Rebels and all the other animated shows as so to speak fake Star Wars when it's to me it isn't it connects the big gaps so for example Clone Wars it connects the gap from Revenge of the Sith to a um, to Rogue One, you know, we get to see everything that happens. There is a huge gap. It fills the gap. We get a better understanding of certain characters. Um, I'm trying to think what else. It's, you know, it's 
it's a little bit odd. I mean, if you think about it, live action Clone Wars, that would have cost absolutely millions of dollars. Millions of dollars for him to have done. Think about it. All the scenes that they had to do. Don't get me wrong, the technology that we had would have done it great, like great success and stuff like that. But I think they would have had to have used some locations and then all the effects that they would that they would have had to have done. Employ all the extras. I mean, again, don't get me wrong, we there's technology out there now that we could use to like, you know, make it a little bit better, but we are having to employ people, but you know, it's it's really hard because it's just so good. It's not hard, it's people have their own opinion. That is what I'm trying to get at. My opinion is that Clone Wars, Rebels, Resistance, all three of them, to me, are proper Star Wars. Like, it connects those empty, those massive gaps that we have in, su in such a big, big universe of Star Wars. So, but, never mind. We'll forget about that. Now I've said my piece, that's that. So, let's get right into this juicy part of the rumour. So... Uh, one of the possible characters that has been rumoured for her to portray in live action has been none other than the Mandalorian Duchess Satine Kryze. Now, if you don't know who Satine Kryze is, guys, she is the sister to, spoiler alert, Bo-Katan Kryze in both Clone Wars, Rebels, and Mandalorian. <coughs> so, you know, it's... It's very, very exciting to see that if she does come true. There is so much that they could do with that character. But we will get a little bit into that further on. I will explain why. So, Bo uh, the sister of Bo Spider Alert, Bo Tan Kreese in the Clone Wars, Rebels, and Mandalorian. So, you're probably saying right now, guys, that she won't be alive. Then, which you're not wrong there, she won't be alive then my galactic audio council members because it could also lead to a flashback of the clone wars so again with the whole clone wars scenario that I was going on about earlier is that Kenobi in clone wars Kenobi and Satine both meet up so what this means is that it could be a flashback to way before Kenobi was even you know, before he was even a uh, Jedi Master with uh, an apprentice. Because they mentioned that they had a love interest. So that, you know, that's uh, that's quite a big thing to me, you know, to sort of bring a bring a character that strong into it, show the flashbacks. He, I mean, he may, have, he may bump into Corky, the nephew of Satine, which would be very interesting. Don't get me wrong, very interesting. But if we do get the flashbacks, I hope it is with, like, Satine and stuff like that. Because it would help to fill in that story. That massive story that's just been left in, you know, it'd be nice to see. And I wouldn't be, I certainly wouldn't say no to coming into live action. It'd be an interesting one, that's for sure. Even if it is just a flashback or a force vision, it is just interesting to see her come to live action. I'd be, I'd be well up for it. Well up for it. So, in my opinion, it would make sense, but there is another character that would make 
tons more sense but again i know that sort of sounded contra contradicting because i did say that it would make sense for satine <clears throat> so what i mean by that is that this next character didn't officially have her arc finished within clone wars she's got a um a novel with another jedi uh, well i say another yeah we are jedi not another with a jedi and that's where our arc finishes in book novel sort of thing so we've never physically seen her i never physically seen a finished arc of hers so what i think that they should do well no what i think they should do the character that is rumored to portray for for indra varma to portray is none other than Asajj Ventress which I wouldn't say no to at any point she's been well in need of a live action appearance for a very long time now it's definitely overdue well well overdue for a live action appearance but for those of you that <coughs> for those of you that are unfamiliar with the character she is a night sister from Dathomir who at one point in her life was a Jedi apprentice but only to see her master die so she was only quite young from what i gathered when she saw her master die but i think i think turning to the dark side with emotion and it'll ha it'll happen to everyone or near everyone in my opinion anyway i know that i if i saw if i was in the star wars universe i was a jedi apprentice to a master and i saw him die i would definitely give in to my emotions i mean i, I give in to my emotions now like there's so many things in star wars that as a grown like as a grown bloke and 26 years of age it's you know i broke into tears on the last mandalorian episode i mean come on and you know the i think it was the last two last two or three episodes of uh, clone wars again broke into tears um i'm trying to think what it's called i think it's i think it's called jedi knight on rebels so spoiler alert if you haven't already watched it but when kane dies I cried then it's i think it's because you have such a connection with those characters that that gives you that emotion that, that just breaks you like completely breaks you it broke me because i have such a like i don't know if it's just because i've been brought up on star wars like never since i was like what four so it's it's a big part of my life very very big part of my life i find it hard to sort of like not try and entwine little bits of star wars into my own life but anyway enough, enough about me we don't want to hear about me no 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 no. we want to hear about this juicy rumor let's let's get let's get a little bit more deep into it let's get a little bit more deep so um where was that oh yeah she, she'd lost the basically she'd watched a master die because uh, i think what happened to i think he got shot in the back by some pirates on the planet then count dooku came sorry that she was alone felt her anger i think i think that's what happened and then he basically took her to become his assassin i think it was first i can't, I can't I'm not sure if it's assassin or apprentice but in fact yeah assassin first then he then she became his apprentice 
so she had a, a prominent role and a complicated story arc within the Clone Wars which led to her from being an apprentice to being chased and hunted by the Sith. So this is a very sort of like, this is why it makes this character so much, like why she needs it finishing her arc. Because, you know, it's it's very sort of hard to sort of see a character just disappear like that, just completely go. So, but I'll, again, I'll explain a little bit more further on. So, after she got hunted down by the Sith, and then she became a bounty hunter, and I think she did a few jobs actually with Boba as well. She helped two popular Jedi out, one being Master Obi-Wan Kenobi, which she helped, I think she helped him on a few missions actually within Clone Wars. <clears throat> and she also helped Ahsoka out when she got accused of murder, I believe, in one of the Clone Wars episodes as well. So with that being said, her art wasn't really properly finished. Well, to me anyway, it wasn't properly really finished. It wasn't properly... Yeah, can't get my words out. To me, it wasn't properly finished. So... But her arc, I believe, did finish within Clone Wars Season 5. However, with Asajj not having the rest of her arc done and, you know, completely finitoed, um, it however finished in the novel, Star Wars Dark, Dark Disciple. But again, we don't know if this is canon, we don't know if that novel is canon or not. Again, I will mention that later as it sort of ties in with something later on. Then also she could also become a very good asset to uh, Kenobi. So when you think about it, they had a frenemy sort of relationship. When they needed each other's help, they were friends. When they didn't, they were enemies. So it's like she could need something off of him and he could need something off of her, but they'll just never know sort of thing until they meet up. So it'd be sort of interesting to see Asajj eventually going into the Kenobi show and helping Kenobi out with something, I don't know, say a bounty because the last time we saw her she was a bounty hunter so it, like I say it would be very interesting to see that happen and come to fruition uh, come to fruition and come true so, but who knows who knows, eh, who knows even though there would be a fair bit of makeup to be required, the rumor states that she is the equal that she has the qualities to make captivate in a Sarge Ventress. Now that she does, she's quite tall, which Ventress is quite tall, and she's quite slim. Again, Ventress is quite slim as well. So this is looking more promising than the Satine, but again, I wouldn't say no to either or. They are both quality, quality uh, characters to bring into live action, in my opinion. Which I'd love to see either or, like I said. So, be interesting. So with the Kenobi show having flashbacks and force visions, it would make more sense to flash Sarge Ventress out in live on live action. Also, with a rumored character being a popular one, which it is, it is in, well to me. I think it's a popular one. It would be as close as Ahsoka Tano, Ahsoka Tano when she appeared in the Mandalorian. Well, that is also true as well, in my opinion, because she, Ahsoka was a very, sort of when she got rumoured to be in it, it it blew up, like, you know, phew, big time. So, exciting times for sure, for sure. I cannot wait if this is true. 
So, but again, it all goes on. It, it this all goes on if this rumor is true. So, you know, make sure you are keeping an open mind and you are t you are taking all of this with a pinch of salt. So, if it is all true and she does end up appearing within the Kenobi show, we could have a close to a, a close to her arc and have a solid ending as well. However, if we find out that the Dark Disciple is not canon, like I said earlier, because we are still unsure if that is canon or not, then who knows, we may get something a little better, with the Sarge Ventress springing off to other stories and meeting other characters in the Star Wars universe. Which again, if this is all true, and it does, and if it does happen, it could end up meeting an old adversary, Ahsoka Tano. So again, if Asajj is true and she does go to the Kenobi show she has say two episodes worth of appearances and a character's just blown up out of nowhere just completely blown up everybody's going mad for her it could then mean that you know Lucasfilm and Disney could look at him and be like right she's quite popular we could do a show with her and we would get a fair few views which don't get me wrong, it's completely true, because I know for a fact I would definitely be interested in it. Her character has so much detail, it's unreal. And also, if we find out that the Dark Disciple isn't canon, that opens a whole new book of worms for people to just be like, hold on, she can go and do this, she can go and do that, she can go and do this. If you think about it properly and give it a full-on deep thought, what it means is that then she could then end up meeting loads of people within the within the uh, Filoniverse. So it's like, well, you know, it's I'm excited to see if it does happen because if the uh, Asajj one does come true, it could possibly mean that we could end up getting an Asajj series, which then would mean we could have then I don't know link up with Ahsoka, with you know it'll be one again who knows and then we could even end up branching out into seeing I don't know who knows we might even if obviously this is all still going on if the Asajj thing and this if this rumour does come true we could then branch off and we might end up seeing I don't know Rex Cody Wolf uh, who was Cal Cal Kestis there's multiple things we can that we could see really from Asajj because it for her character if Dark Disciple does become non-canon and Asajj show if it happens obviously if this rumour happens and it's as popular as what I'm saying so like I say this is all based on rumour nothing is true as of yet nothing is true so you've got to take it with a pinch of salt because it won't come to fruition okay or it might sorry it might not come to fruition so you've got to take it with a pinch of salt I'm not saying it's true but if it does happen does happen there's no saying it will but if it does that means her character can then introduce new characters which then could then lead to other things so it's you know it's it's mixing the old characters with new characters to create newer characters for then new Star Wars fans to then love and care for like we do for the Clone Wars characters the prequel characters the um the original trilogy characters so you know it's 
it's a bit it's a big time to be a Star Wars fan at the minute with all this new news of all the new shows the the rumors that are coming out we're getting new figures I think the other day we got yeah we got yesterday we got a jump trooper from the gaming verse so I believe that is from the Jedi Fallen Order game uh, we also got I think it was a fair few days ago now but we also got um, oh, what's it called the one where you're um, the elite not elite troopers I don't know what you call it like Delta squad I forgot what you call it an Omega squad I can't remember what you call it now we got that announced for the switch and I think with the PS4 as well I think I can't remember off the top of my head but yeah there's just been so much this week I haven't been able to do all of it because I've only just started the podcast so I do apologize if I have missed anything out guys like I say can you please leave a review it would be absolutely amazing for you and rate it with the stars and yeah that's that's probably about it so thanks again for listening my galactic audio council until the spire